Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, a year older but just as handsome, Mr. Paul Levy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 18 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Uh, as always, thank you very much for all your interaction on Twitter and social media, uh, for your retweets. Uh, thanks to everybody who's recently uh, followed us uh, as well. Uh, we are now just a few shy of a thousand followers on Twitter and we're very, very proud of that. And we know that the vast percentage of people are actually Orient uh, followers as well. We try to block people who are not Orient followers, so thanks very much for everybody there. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can do. Tell your mates at school and college and work about us. Get us following. We try to engage with everybody as best as we can. Yeah, that's amazing. So as Paul said, keep keep them coming. And if you get any points that you want to put forward to us, don't forget to include our Twitter handle, which is at Orient Outlook. We prefer to um, retweet people who tweet us directly or, or mention people in the podcast who have tweeted us directly rather than jacking other people's ideas. So um, if you want to mention, if we can get it in, we will. Um, but you need to re- uh, mention us at or in Outlook in the tweet. Absolutely. So it's been a fortnight since oh. our last podcast. Yep, absolutely. And loads has happened. Oh, it's been mental by the sounds of it. A crazy fortnight again. Absolutely. So at the end of episode 17, we've done our monthly goal of the month competition. Yep. And the results are in. In third place was Romain Vincelot for his headed goal against Sheffield United. So unlucky Romain. Second place was Jay Simpson's first goal against Dagenham Redbridge. And the winner of the October Orient Outlook podcast goal of the month is... It's the big man, it's the beast, Darius Henderson. Cracking goal. Amazing goal against Doncaster. So yeah. congrats, Darius. And yeah, may uh, may we see many more superb Orient goals uh, in the month of November. Although, saying that, I probably know who's already won the November goal in the month. Really? Not that I'll give much away, but Nick Brown... Take a bow, son. Take a bow, it's gonna yeah. Take, it's going to take an amazing <clears throat> goal to beat that. And uh, Darius, your um, your A4 printed uh, <laughs> uh, certificate might be in the post. We'll address it to Leighton Orient. So well done, mate. Well done, um, mate. Great stuff. Um, on to what's been going on over the last sort of couple of weeks, really. On Tuesday, as, as you say, Steve, um, Nick Brown scored an amazing goal for the development squad. Uh, absolutely take a bow, Nick Brown. Um, you know, want to see more of that? Yeah, hit, hit it really well. Fortunately, we ended up losing that match. Yeah, um, 3-1, shame. didn't we? Um, home to Colchester in the FA Youth Cup. So yeah. we won't be progressing in that. But a good experience for the boys to play at Brisbane Road. Yeah. And as we said, Nick Brown, what a goal, mate. Yeah. Absolutely superb hit. If you haven't seen it, it's available on the Orient YouTube channel. Uh, and well worth well worth a watch just yeah. to see what the youth of Orient are, are bringing and you know may he come through and do that for the first day. absolutely because we need yeah. more of it absolutely and then that was followed up on the first day by Josh Wright's birthday so happy birthday Josh yeah and then probably one of the biggest shocks of the season followed at 5pm on that Thursday uh, a few rumours started to come through on Twitter and Paul emailed me and said I think we're going to get Andrea Desena and I emailed him back and said, no way, mate. Not You're a chance. Mental. Not a chance. Yeah. I said, we wouldn't be able to afford him and he won't want to come down to the this level far, having yeah. played in the Premiership last season. 
And then... Or did he play for... Wasn't he at Napoli? Oh, yeah. So he was at Napoli and then yeah. at Sunderland before that. Yeah. And then at 5pm, the announced. big announcement came. And there was the Sena and Mauro on the Brisbane Road turf, shaking hands, big smiles and a yeah. big scarf. And we'd signed him. Yeah. But again, as well, you know, there's a, there could be a lot of scepticism that he's here on a big fat paycheck, that he's only here as a sort of as a mercenary. But actually, if you listen to the interview that he does with um, Johnny Davis, um, he says all the right things. And I don't think that's coached because you can see that English, he's good at it, obviously, because he was at Liverpool for a few years and at yeah. Sunderland as well. Um, although you could probably forgive him for not having good English being in those parts of the country. <laughs> um, it's amazing that we could actually understand what he's saying. What he said, yeah, absolutely. Well, but yeah. he said the right things. He's he's here to play football. He wants to help the team do well. Can you understand him better than Chris Dagnall? Yes, brilliant. You absolutely <laughs> can. That's a great point. <laughs> to say that it's easier to understand, uh, understand than Chris Dagnall. <laughs> Exclusive here first. You heard it. Amazing. So we signed to say now everyone happy about that. You know, lo- yeah. lots of. You know, happiness amongst those fans and a, a great signing. Yeah, let's have terrific a... signing at left back because Lowry, as Mick Milanese said recently, Lowry is a better centre back than he is left back, and yeah. I don't think Sawyer's a good enough left back. Well, De Sena once fully fit should easily be the best left back in League One. Yeah, easily, easily. You know, yeah, you know. So that was a great signing. So that run brought us up to the big FA Cup match yeah. uh, last Saturday away to Oldham. Yeah, which I was in another country for, so um, missed that game. Otherwise, I'd quite like to have gone to that. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, next might. time. Yeah. Maybe next time. So the lineup for that match, quite a strong team, I thought. Yeah. the strongest one available at that time. So we had Woods in goal with Lowry at left-back, Baldwin Clark centre-backs and Scotty C right-back. Midfield was Coxie left-winger. Central midfield was Josh Wright and Pritch. Uh, and Bat, who started on the right wing. Up front, Dagnall and Simpson. Uh, players missing for that game. Plasmati injured his knee. McEnough had a concussion. But uh, good point, Legends returned to the bench. Nice to see Adam return Absolutely. after a lengthy, yeah. lengthy, what, two-month layoff probably? Yeah, it must be. Dumped on his finger, so... Damn. Yeah. So welcome back uh, to those that made it to the bench. Um, no, not going to dwell on this too much. It was a bit of a, a sort of a nothingy game by all accounts. Yeah. But in the 38th minute, Mike Jones curls a free kick into the top corner with Oldham's first shot on target. The home side took the lead. Bit of an uneventful um, half, not a lot in it. Um, their goalkeeper, Paul Richubka, kept their side in it. Um, so from that point of view, it was, it was a bit disappointing to go behind. From what I've seen of that goal, it doesn't seem to take a deflection, but reports out there were that it was. And because it was quite central, it's probably quite difficult to line a wall up and then position yourself as a goalkeeper. But surely you must do that sort of I, drill I, in training. It, it looks like Woods might have got his wall wrong, possibly, yeah. because it kind of, he, was, he wasn't, the wall was quite central, so was he. Yeah. Whereas normally you'd have the wall on the left and him on the right or vice versa. Yeah. So... Yeah, bad. I guess defensively, that was an awful goal to concede. Uh, so one 0 as Paul said at half time. Attendance announced just over three thousand, and one hundred twenty nine O's fans made the trip. So well done if you made the trip. I mean, that is ultimate dedication. Yeah, a long way to go. Um, but in the seventy fourth minute, um, Clark headed in a goal from a Dean Cox corner, but the referee ruled it out. I think quite rightly for a foul. Yeah. Um, and then just as a, as a point of note, uh, welcome back to Gary Sawyer who came on and replaced Matt Baldry. Yeah, good to see Sawyer back. And yeah. again, it's you know the depth of the squad. Squad is good. Um, and an interesting change of formation from Mauro. He kind of went for it uh, in the last ten minutes and changed to a three-four-one-two formation and played Cox behind the strikers. So even that didn't work, and we ultimately lost the game one-nil. It's good to see. 
Mauro changing it up because that was something yeah. that, that I felt Slade never really done. He always went for the four four two. His subs were always quite late on in the game, and he there were times where you wanted Slade to go for a four three three and really push on. Yeah, and he never did. So it's good to see Mauro already kind of challenging the formation. Absolutely, and like Adam Conway, who met, emailed us in and said about at times when he'd bring on um, a, a striker instead of a defender and park the bus. You know, in times when you needed to then go forwards, he'd sort of make unusual changes. But uh, from what Mauro said, they've been rehearsing the three four one two in in training. So yeah. it's it's good that he's got you know ability to change a game, which I think is something that Russell lacked. Yeah, so it's good. so it shows he's kind of thinking outside the box, and you can see that by what else Mauro is doing by watching yeah. the. Post match training, you know, actually being on the pitch, watching the players train. Pre match, pre match. So yeah. yeah. So so I think you know, fair play to Mauro. He's getting involved and showing a willingness to kind of turn it around. And who absolutely. knows what will happen when we have an absolutely full foot squad, where yeah. his options will even be be greater than what they are. I think our season will turn around post Christmas when everybody's back, and I think that we've got strength in depth again, yeah. and and we will be able to put a consistent side out. Fingers crossed. Fingers well, crossed. That's what yeah. we had last season and that seemed to work well. Look, yeah, look what happens when you've got a, a consistent side. Absolutely. So last Sunday, while Paul was off celebrating in uh, lovely Italy on his birthday, it was also Joby McEnough's birthday. So yeah. happy birthday, Joby. Happy birthday, Joby. Happy birthday, Paul. Thanks, mate. I won't sing it to you. Okay. I will once the podcast mentions. But I think Joby had a bit of one-upmanship in the sense that he got called up for international duty. Yeah, and you got called on, up on to go birthday. to Italy for your birthday. But fine. Which is great. It, it, yeah. was, it was wonderful. But there's too much to talk about to um, Sorry about that, to Paul. all be me, me, me. So uh, <coughs> last Tuesday we had the home match versus Northampton in the JPT regional quarterfinal. Northampton yep. at home, which previously I said was a must-win match. I know we'd been poor at home this season, yeah. But for me, there was only ever going to be one winner. So as always, now what we do before our home matches, we ask you guys to tweet us your seats to bring Orient fans close together. Yep. And you know you could have someone tweeting you who you follow right behind you. And you wouldn't even know about it, but yeah. this way, you will. Absolutely. So that's so, what we're trying to do. So Paul, do you want to do the... Uh... Yeah, so thanks to at Stephen underscore Denham, at Julian Fern, at Tyler Harvey, at Matt Bristow, at Les underscore Bristow, Gary Jeffrey at The Authentic Gaz, Tom Williams at Tommy Tealeaf, and Darren Houghton. Thanks for tweeting us your seats um, as we thought was a good good thing to bring people together you could be sat next to or behind or in front of someone that that you know is uh, is engaging so absolutely um, keep those coming in for the next game next week at, at crew yeah absolutely crew. building bridges amongst orient fans that's yeah. what it works community and you know another great point about the northampton match was 10 pound a ticket for adults to get yep. people in and only a pound for under 18s which yeah. is fantastic and i like the fact that the south downs closed yeah, and it is then. So yeah. to bring all the O's fans together and get the atmosphere a bit more. They used to do that um, over the last few seasons. Matt Porter started to realise that it wasn't cost effective to open the whole stadium up to then staff it, light it, yeah. heat it and all that sort of stuff. Makes sense. It just wasn't worth it. <coughs> Excuse Matt. me, when you can have everybody in in one stand, yeah. bit of a, more of an atmosphere. A few guys at the back were trying to sing a few songs and trying to get something going. A few it was, songs going. It was, it was a bit dumbed down, but, you know. Yeah, it's fair enough. So the team for Northampton, Legends came back. Yeah. In goal on his first start for a while. Sawyer left back. Uh, Shane Lowry and Clark centre-backs with Omazuzi right back. Midfield was Coxie on the left. Bartley and right in the centre. And Pritch on the right midfield. And up front, Simpson and Dagnall. 
So. Absolutely. And it was an enjoyable first half, wasn't it, actually? It was I know you could argue that it's a League Two side, but you know they weren't going to be taken for mugs. They were going to turn up and actually win that, try and win that game as best they could. And with our form as it stands at the moment, we could have quite easily have lost that game. Yeah, they were so, quite a physical team, weren't they? They had quite a big, lumped, tall bunch of defenders. Yeah. So, you know... Hope, Typical you know, League Two type. Yeah, there was good, good play from the O's, good good build up play, especially. Yeah. Thought Dagnall should have made it 1 0 quite early on. He had a good, good chance. Simpson played him in nicely. Yeah. Dagnall should have hit it first time. Decided to take a touch and then a weak shot, which is my only criticism of Dagnall, really, mm. in terms of when he gets in those positions, he seems to take a bit too long and then not really drill it, just seems to want to place it. It doesn't he, seem to work for him. He doesn't seem to have that snap instinct no. like that Mooney has. Mooney instinct. That when, you, when you don't yes. get much... To, see, yeah. I think maybe if he had less time on the ball, he'd probably do better, which is Mooney. Mooney all over. All over. Yeah. When, he, when he hasn't got time to think about it, he just snaps it. And, and whatever happens, you know, generally, more often than not, it turns into a goal. But yeah. I think Dagnall generally does all the hard work. D- perfect, yeah. Dagnall, and then, does, Dagnall does the hard work brilliantly yeah. to get himself in that scoring position and then for the easy part and then he ends up not doing the easy part bit frustrating but you know two good chances for me maybe he should have scored both uh, but we did take the lead eventually yep. and a great ball from Dagnall Ugh. sublime Absolutely perfect ball. touch perfect touch for him played in Simpson well who got himself into a good one on one Simpson at the moment was full of confidence finished it like a quality good striker absolutely great finish and he also got punched in the head as he scored. He did, yeah. And the Northampton defender took him out. Um, but a great finish. And at 1-0 up, we thought, oh, we'll, we'll cruise this now. You know, good good side, playing well against the side from the lower league. You'd think um, coasting. Yeah. Only criticism first half, just right for me. Yeah. A few straight passes, not going to players where they should be going. And, you know, for a championship midfielder, because he's at a championship club, yeah. those passes should be bread and butter. Yeah. Seems to be able to play a cross field ball really well. So seems to be able to get it onto the wing really well. But the simple balls for me, Josh Wright, concerning. Yeah. I would say. I balance that out though with his his good play is that he comes deep to take the balls off the off the defence yeah. so that then he can get something going, which I like, which Lloyd James yeah. often does. Um so yeah, but but the the basic stuff he's not good at. Yeah. Which is part of finding, finding a player in a in, in a in a in a yeah. orange shirt is, is not something that he does well which you think is a basic yeah. skill of a footballer to be able to pass it to your own player but you know um, that might just be lack of sharp match sharpness which you know may well come but he's, he's you know his general other play is generally quite good speaking of match fitness one player who is starting to get fit again is Coxie who played a superb ball oh. with the fan with the outside of his Sublime. boot he, into Dagnall's path and again you know Dagnall maybe should have shot first time or take a one touch and hit it, but decided he wanted to control it and then go around the defender and show the keeper the outside. Yeah, they and pushed him away, didn't they? Yeah. They did defend that against him quite well, though. So we got to half time and it was 1 0. Uh, where me and Paul were sitting, we were sitting literally the row above where Malro was, and to our left, we had all the unfit and injured players and players who weren't selected for Tuesday. So we had um, Desena, who was freezing his nuts off. He had his, you know, He had a hat on, a scarf on, a big jacket. And earphones on. Yeah. Uh, we had Moons. Yeah. Vince Lowe. Yeah. Lisby. <laughs> Lloyd James. And Scotty C. So you got to think, when all those players come back, <coughs> that is a strong squad. Mm. And we also had Harry Lee and uh, Granger. Yeah. So, so they looked so young. Yeah. Didn't realise how young they looked. I yeah. just thought they were... I think it was only 18. I thought they were ball boys <coughs> almost. <coughs> yeah, I think they're only 18. But, you know, for me, that was, that was nice to see all the players sitting there together. Absolutely. You know, great chance to make it 2-0. 
Uh, Dagger's again done all the hard work and then just seemed to get his foot in wrong at the end. Um, and missed missed it. And in the, I think it was the 52nd minute, Simpson pulled up with a hamstring injury, asked to be taken off. And great to see that Mauro brings on cash kit. Because yeah. he had Plasmati on the bench. Yeah. And he had Sean Bat. Yeah. But wanted to give the youth a go and fair play to him. Absolutely. And you I know, thought Cash did quite well actually. Did well. He didn't get much of the ball, but when he did, he he looked definitive with his with what he did. You know, it, he he felt assured and confident. He chased stuff down. You know what he needs though? New pair of football boots to stop him slipping over. The poor yeah. kid must slip over about five times. And once was a great goal scoring opportunity where the ball was coming to him. And it went across the box, didn't it? And he and slipped. He slipped. And a vital you know, minute. If he would have scored that, you know, he definitely would have, you would have seen him on the bench on yesterday, I would have thought, had he scored. Yeah. And that would have given him confidence maybe to do more. But encouraging, good runs by the, by the, by the boy. So, and then from being comfortable, we then kind of had 15 minutes of just pressure from Northampton, didn't we? They kind of dominated us 15 minutes and were yeah. very unlucky um, not to equalise. They put a ball in across the box and Clark seemed to completely misjudge it. It just seemed to sell over his head and their forward, don't know his name, not interested. Uh, Mohammed. 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 Headed it, should have scored really, really easy chance. It was harder to miss that yeah. than it actually was to score it. But Clark got caught ball watching because yes. he's gone to the byline where the guy's sort of going when he should have left it. And the man over his yeah. shoulder, Mohammed, had an easy easy chance. There's no t- nothing to say that uh, Clark would have um, would have won the header, but it at least put the guy under a bit more pressure. Yep. Yeah. So then, um, five minutes left, we killed the game off. Great assist from Dagnall, good, great run from Dagnall. Great put, work. put the ball into the box and Marvin Bartley take a bow. Lovely side footed finish into the corner. Yeah. 2 0, game over. Yeah. We progress. Um, and almost kind of made it 3 0, didn't we, through Coxley? So Absolutely. Right, right played a, a, good, a good pass. He, he, the, the ball was loose and he's sort of gone and charged it down. He's then broken away along our right hand side. Um, he's sort of moved the ball. He's moved with the ball. He's carried the ball forward. He's seen Coxie completely free on the left hand side and puts a beautiful crossfield pass over to him, who then bears in on goal and just, just puts it, it wide, yeah. flashes it wide. I think three 0 would have been a bit flattering. I think two 0 was a fair result. I would say. Um, yeah. So we progressed. Milanese after the match said, "I was delighted for everyone tonight, especially the lads. They knocked it about well, yeah. and they were two good guys. Yeah, so, I agree. So that was good." Um, and also great to see Matt Simpson as well, who sat behind us. I would never have uh, recognised no. him, really. Uh, so thanks for introducing yourself, Matt. Great to meet you, mate, and hopefully see you out and about uh, again soon. Yeah, and well worth reading his blog. You know, he posts yeah. on Twitter. West um, And definitely worth a read. So Absolutely. His, 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 blog, his blog is really good, actually. It's, really, it's got good humour in it as well, so definitely worth checking that out. Yeah, on Thursday we had the great news that Jack Price has returned to our <coughs> club from Wolves. Yep. Um, I quite like Price from what I've seen. We've not seen much of him, but from what I've seen, I would prefer him in my central midfield okay. than Josh Wright. I'm going to reserve judgment at the moment because I haven't seen enough of him. Fair play. Not not to get splinters from sitting on the fence, but I just haven't seen enough of Jack Josh. Price to to see whether he's better than Josh Wright. Uh, Josh Wright can grow a beard if he wants to go up in my estimation. Then maybe you know I'd put him in next to Vincelo. But you'd think that Fincelo is the one who's kind of or name is already on the team sheet. Yeah. And that Bartley, Wright and Price will have to fight to play alongside him. Yeah. Um and yeah, an interesting one. For me at the moment I would favour Price. Okay. But I'm open to suggestions, you know, based on form. Yeah. But you see more of Josh Wright than you have of <coughs> Jack Price, so that's yeah. probably biasing biasing you. But at, at the end of the day you can only go on what who's playing, so yeah, absolutely fine. Absolutely. And then on Friday, Friday. 
The news that um, Charlie Grange has gone back to Farnborough on loan. I guess that makes sense. Yep, he's been there before, knows him down there. Good experience for him. Absolutely. Now that, now that Woods and Legends are both kind of fully fit. Playing men's football. That's great. Yep. Um, he looks really young, and I've touched up on it again, but he's, I couldn't believe how young he looked, yeah. honestly. Same with Cash Kit. But, you know, this is already the next generation coming for This is it. And and we had the conversation before we came on uh, and, and recorded this about the fact that our academy don't seem to be producing enough first-team players. We've had Moses Absolutely. granted, but before that, I think it was like Jason Dimitriou. You know, Harry Lee's had a couple of games in, but, you know, players really need to be coming through a bit more. You know, the second-year scholars yeah. aren't, aren't, aren't getting much of a look-in. So. Couldn't agree more. Can't agree more. It's so great you, to see them ending around the first team. So yesterday the draw took place for the JPT regional semi-final, yeah. and we drew Gillingham away. Like I knew we would playing them, you know, a couple of hours later in the day. Yeah. For me, Gillingham away is not bad actually. I'd much rather have Gillingham away than Cove away or Bristol City away. Yeah, true. And home form's been a bit patchy, so I'm happy to go away to Gillingham. Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm quite happy with that. Okay, job. that's probably the best of the worst, isn't it? Yes, and that will be played. We commence in fifteenth of December. Yeah, so we try and have get to down try and there. get down there. Yeah, absolutely. If the trains go back, yeah, early enough. Hopefully, if that's a seven thirty kickoff or a seven o'clock yeah. kickoff, it, it's feasible to do because the trains. We'll definitely still try and do that. Season. Ticket details, I think, are going to be announced uh, this week by the club. Yeah. So the team for Gillingham yesterday. Yeah. I've got to say, what a strong team on paper. On paper. I thought this was a massively strong team. So yeah. legends. In goal, yeah. Sainer making his O's debut at left back. Lowry and Clark centre backs with Scott Cuthbert right back. Midfield was Cox on the left. Vince Lowe and right in the centre, with Pritchard on the right. And up front, Simpson and Plasmati. And on the bench, we had Omazuzi, Sawyer, Baudry, Mooney, Bat, Dagnall, and Woods. For me, that is an incredibly strong League One lineup. And an incredibly strong bench. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I have to say that although Pritchard isn't naturally a right winger, he works his so- absolute socks off down that right wing, and he's prepared to have a go at their left back. Saw that against Northampton, you know, up close. But you know, that really cemented it for me that he actually could be a good right midfielder. I think for me though, I think the Northampton left back wasn't all that, and it'd be interesting to see what how he comes up against a decent left back in yeah. this league because I've seen him in right. Midfield, yeah, and he's been anonymous in some games. But you're right. Okay. I guess Northampton, he was very good. His work rate is tremendous. Yeah. So talking points with this squad. Yeah. Team lineup. Quite Legends a few actually. Over Woods. Yeah. Straight back in. It seems straight like he's not had in. to work no. for it. It's, it's straight back in. So maybe that means that Mauro and and Kevin don't think that Woods has got it. Mm. Well, Woods, you know, I think the general thought that Woods was at fault for the Coventry equaliser with his weak punch. I thought he didn't do too bad. I didn't, but I don't think he was to blame. I think a lot, of, a lot of blame went to him from there, and he's conceded an awful lot of goals lately. So I kind of get bringing legends back. Defense, Desainer will be first choice left back. There's no way he's not going to be. So you go that spot's probably yeah Desainer's absolutely. So centre back by playing Lowry at left centre back is, together yeah is probably the way. Mauro sees it, but Clark's had some poor form lately. So I would, we would go as a, the pair of us agreed before we spoke on before we started recording that that Cuthbert and Lowry would be first choice centre backs. Centre backs with, with Zuzi on the right back for the time being. Yeah. Uh, great to see Vince Lowe back. He kind of took him on by surprise. There was no kind of hint in the week that he'd return. Yeah. Um, 
Let's have him back in early November. Yeah. When the reports were, you know, hopefully before the new year. Before 2015. So what well, that Great the, to see you back out. I hope okay. they've not rushed him back because we need him. Yeah. I hope that there's he's not then going to be out for another four weeks because yeah. he's now going to be injured or whatever. And lack of communication from the club, obviously, yeah. about this sort of thing. You know, sometimes I get that you don't want to give your competitors you know, uh, advantage by giving them the knowledge that this guy's out or this guy's going to be playing so that they, they can prepare and do yeah. pre-match. I get that. That's that's absolutely fine. But yeah, It was a n- nice surprise, I'd say. Absolutely. Also, Bartley was out um, with a leg injury, so we only found this out through Dave Victor because it didn't come through the club. But yeah. Bartley having, you know, one of the best games I've seen him having an orange shirt on Tuesday night. But it's an, pretty phenomenal. It's another injury for Bartley. Yeah. I mean, the guy must be made with blue tack or, or, or sellotape <laughs> or something because every game he plays following that is yeah, injured. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. We can't afford to carry people. We yeah. need we need a consistent lineup week in, week out, and we're not getting that. Yeah. Dagnall was it's dropped. Hurting us. To the bench, which may be a bit harsh on Dagnall. He'd done well on um, Tuesday night, two assists. And Plas- Plasmati came in and replaced him. I was yeah. surprised Simpson started actually, because Simpson came off against Northampton. Um, against Northampton, so you know he asked. Maybe he pulled up, harsh, yeah. holding his hamstring, saying like, "It's enough yeah. now. I can't go on anymore." And they pulled him off, and yet four days later, he's playing. He's playing for you know, not even coming on as a sub. He's you know, for the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. He's starting a game. I, I, I don't know how we're managing injured players. God knows. Because Dagnall could have started with Plasmati. Absolutely. And then you yeah. could have brought Henderson on. Uh, sorry, could have brought Simpson on for the last sort of 15 minutes if he needed that. Well, match Henderson's finished. another one. Henderson is eligible now. So, for the suspension, and he wasn't on the bench yesterday, which makes. He, well, that's a very interesting. Well, he's point. injured, isn't he? So, he's another one on the injury list. Yeah. He's done his foot. Um, and great to see my favourite, David Mooney, back, back on, on the bench, bench you know, yeah. again returning. So, we've got these players returning, which is great news. But that seems to be countered by more players big injured. Yeah. So Mooney been just slow managing back, them right. and Henderson and Bartley, new injury concerns. So, yeah. fa- you know, thanks to the following for their engagement with their team selection. We haven't got time to go through them all. Yeah, otherwise we... the, the podcast would roll over run. So thanks to at Oliver Buck, at Janine Adelman, at Sam Kaz Nine, Ben Boatman at Boatsy, and the comma. So thanks to all those for their feedback on the team. As we say, it was a strong team. We were confident going into it. And Absolutely. match kicked off. Yeah, and then uh, Gillingham uh, had a penalty because Cuthbert challenged Dickinson in the area. Uh, some say it looked clean as a whistle. Others were like, no, it's a definite penalty. But the referee, the man, the only guy that makes these decisions said it's a penalty. We haven't seen any of this action at all because no. there's no highlights. There was no Football League show last night and the goals haven't gone up anywhere. So we are just going off what we have read yeah which, so, which is great that we've got Twitter yeah but it's a bit difficult though when we're trying to talk about goals which we haven't seen yeah so bear with us we'll do our best so Danny Kebwell put the penalty low to Legends' left and the O's keeper saved well which is which was a great start it's a great start in his first league game yeah for a while you know just get the clean sheet in his return against Northampton and saves an early penalty so you'd go Legends must be full of confidence absolutely and then Simpson comes off injured and Mooney comes on. Yeah, 38th minute. Again, no challenge on Simpson. Just pulled up. Um, I think Simpson's going to be out for a couple of weeks. It looks like whatever's niggling him isn't going to go away. Resting. Rest just resting. Yeah. Well, we've got no midweek game this week, so he's got a week to kind of get over it. Absolutely. Just rest the guy. Don't let him train. Just wrap him up in cotton wool somewhere um, and just absolutely, um, absolutely leave the guy alone. Cool. So we got in <laughs> at half-time, 0-0. And we had a dream start to the second half, didn't we? Um, we did. Josh Wright was fouled. 
uh, and the penalty was given. And I was, for one, glad to hear that Plasmatity was a man to step up. Absolutely. Great chance for him to break his duck yep. for the O's. Yep. Uh, took it well, yep. scored the penalty, and we went one up. And at this point, you're thinking, right, good team, they got experience, this is our moment, you know, we're going to go and win this game. But not to be, as in the 55th minute, free kick flattered into the box from the halfway line. And Leon Leg rose highest, looped the header in, yeah, one all. Well. From what we hear, it was a bad goal to concede. Um, I'm not happy with that. 62nd minute, Dagnall comes on for Plasmati. Bit of a strange one, that considering Plasmati just scored his first goal for the club. Would have been full of confidence. Maybe he's just not fit still. Yeah, maybe. Perfect. You know, I think Mauro tactically is quite aware, so I'd, I'd be quite confident that that was probably a tactical thing that he probably needed a bit more energy up front. Yep. 69th so. minute, Lowry hobbled off uh, and Borgia replaced him. So, not sure what the matter with Shane is. I hope he gets better. Mm. I hope he's better for next Saturday as he's been an integral part of the team and has been one of the most improved players, I'd say, since the start of the season. Yeah. And then Gillingham took the lead uh, and Leon Legg again heading in from a free kick on the left-hand side. Sounds like it was an identical kick to the identical. other one. Go on. Legends didn't move for both of them, apparently, from what we hear. So 2-1 down <clears throat> and 76th minute. Uh, Daltrey was sent off for Gillingham. It's his second yellow card. Got sent off for descent. So, again, playing against 10 men. So, we've been quite lucky in terms of the opposition keep getting men sent off against us, but we don't seem to be able to take the advantage. Last season, we'd have absolutely smashed them. Hammered them. Absolutely smashed them. So, um, he got set, Doughty got sent off for a second in the card, as you say, and then in the uh, one minute of injury time, um, Dagnall comes close with a header, which um, Stuart Nelson saved, and, and somehow that got scrambled clear. And then two minutes later, here he is again, Chris Dagnall, making sure this time... Rises with a wonderful header to level things up at two all, and I, tw- I I tweeted from my own account saying, you know, let's hear what all the moaners have got to say now, but and then at, I checked four minutes at late. To, at two all, against a team below you in the league, yeah, ten men, you go right, we're gonna we'll see this go out. on, we'll crack on, not even see it out, we'll go on and beat them, you know, mm, not this season. T- in typical fashion, last minute winner for Gillingham, McDonald wraps his foot round the ball, volleys it home, and three we lose two. three two. So for me. That felt, well, for everyone, I guess, that seems like a particularly bad defeat. Yeah, and the thing about it was was that there was an extra two minutes added on because some idiot ran on the pitch no, and the ref had to stop the game. Not having that. But they should have they should have been switched on for the, for the whole time. Not having that two minutes. That's absolute tosh. <laughs> um, so we've got player ratings from the audience here, what we've taken. And maybe this is a bit harsh. But I think they're really harsh. Anyway. Uh, Legends, two. But he saved Despite the penalty. Despite penalty, saved saved the penalty. Yeah. Cuff, but four. Desainer six. So we heard we heard good things about um Desainer. That seemed to be the highlight of the day for most people. Yeah. Clark three, yeah. Lowry four, Baudry four, Pritchard four, Cox four, Wright two. Vincelo three, Plasmati five, Dags five, Simpson four, Moons three. I see I think that Clark needs a drop in again. I don't think just because he's team captain that he should be should should have I, his I, I think guaranteed. A lot, I think a lot spot. will depend on Lowry if he's fit. Yeah. I think if Lowry's fit for next Saturday, I would expect to see Cuthbert, like we said, or would hope to see Cuthbert centre back with Lowry and Obviously. on my right back. I mean, that's going to be the big question. Yeah. And whether Woods comes back in for Legends. Yeah. That, that those would be the quick, big, big questions for me. So we asked, what is wrong with our club? And we had a great response. So thanks um, for all got... your responses on this. Uh, at David 12 Lloyd said, uh, there's no passion or communication anymore. James Crow at James LOFC Crow owner players simple as Martin Bellem said we're not very good 
That seems to be the key one. Yeah, uh, Mark Chambers at Cham24 tried to fix what was not broken. Shane Barry hand sold on doing all the good work that went before. Yep, same cast nine. Uh, not signing a replacement for Odebajo and consistently playing players out of position. Our tactics have been wrong from day one. Bang on. Great point. Nose, uh, sorry, now hit on the head there. Great uh, point with that, Sam. Uh, at Adam Blanks, one, two, three. The owner doesn't know what he's doing. A manager who has never managed before and a team with no heart. We're fine other than that. <laughs> uh, at, me t- at Mr. Peter Simpson. So there's a lack of communication there's too much upheaval in terms of management and there's a lack of consistency. Absolutely agree. At Robert Lock 39, defence and midfield or lack of it? JH at Ian, Manny, Rene, John. So the lack of pace on the wings, a lack of a Lloyd James type creative player and a lack of a keeper who's confident enough to boss it. And that for me is the key statement. That Great is comment. the key tweet for me which um, JH I completely agree with you on. Dave Toms at Orient Dave, uh, friend of the show. The trouble started with the... Uh, uh, one match ultimatum though and the club has been poorly managed ever since players underperforming too many mistakes poor management poor keepers central defence week no midfield no creativity just about everything I yeah, think just Dave is saying that's a great point though, but I, I do agree with him the d- central defence is weak Clark's been poor midfield like has been said earlier there's no creativity the thing is last season that central defence that defence as a whole made themselves they were spectacular, weren't they? Yeah, across every ma- they were all tight. every match, they were all tight, all communicating. So that they've got they've raised their levels, and that's what the expectation is now. That level, and they're having serious trouble getting back up to it. Which yeah, is where the problem's coming from. Daniel Yeo at Daniel Yeo five said, "In my humble view, we have been quite shambolic from the first kick of the season. I would something's changed. Something's changed since the playoff final, and I think it was always going to, but." I would agree with you there, Daniel. Yeah, Nick Rush at Euro Orient, probably even earlier. Slade's interviews regarding poor communication and understanding from day one. From day one. Yep, David Sears at David Sears Free said we need a settled side. The side changes almost week in, week out, and it yep. definitely isn't helping. And time's running out this season too. True. Great point. Seventeen games played now. We can't, you know, can't continue much longer like this. Yeah, absolutely. Andy Bird at Magic sixteen oh one. The wheels have truly come off. Back to basics for the whole club. At Barry Twin said some fans need to take a look at themselves. This is embarrassing. If you can't support the O's when we lose, then don't when we win. Fair enough. Uh, David Allen at Dazza of the O's. What we need is young players from non-league who are hungry. And I thought Italians had passion. Good you point. mentioned about Peterborough, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Peterborough have got a very good setup where they seem to get the best out of the non-league, and you know they pay a fee, but. You know, we've got the same kind of money as Peter Burr now, if not more. So is that something that we could potentially start looking at? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and Philip Geddes at PGED Orient said, Bichetti is using Leighton Orient FC like a private plaything when he has not a clue how to run a football club. So thanks for all your responses on that, Paul. I know you've got some, some thoughts and some views you want to get across. Yeah, so I thought that, um, I thought that you know, as, as sort of all these tweets were coming in and all the angry responses, I mean, looking at the leagues, you know, looking at the league table, fans are annoyed about us. But if you look at Yeovil, who were in the championship last season, they're bottom of our league now. And you wouldn't have really expected them to sort of be bottom champ and then bottom of League One. Coventry and Doncaster Rovers, you'd probably expect to be up there, but they're not up there. A couple of surprise teams at the top. Generally, I think the league is as you would expect it. You know, you've got uh, the Swindlers, the Bristol Cities, the Peters, yeah. you know, they're, the MK Dons, they're all up there. People, you know, so it's not like 
it, it, the football league's upside down, particularly. You know, people now calling for Uwe Rosler um, is, is another change, really a good thing for us, when really what I think we need is stability and continuity, which is why I was a keen advocate of Nugent, to keep the continuity at the club going, because yeah. last season the same players played week in, week out, and that continuity got us up to where we need. I, th- I like Mauro, I think you've got to give him a chance, yeah. you know, and I think if Mauro wasn't Italian, he wouldn't be getting half of the, you know, detractors that he's getting. And the same with Plasmati. If Plasmati was like a French guy, people would be fine with it. It's just this, all this Italian connectivity. So, yeah. you know, we've got to stand by him and, and give him a chance. You know, they, they obviously want to do as well yeah. for Leighton Orient as what we want them to do. Yeah. I'm not saying Uwe Rosa wouldn't be a good shout, but at the moment I think we just need He'd be a great shout. He'd be yeah. a great shout, but not, not, the right, not the right time. Um, injuries have been incredible this season. We've not played with a settled side. People can't see... People, you know, who can't see how Mauro has changed the way we play and it being better, I, I genuinely think are deluded. We play passing on the floor, moving football, not that long ball rubbish that we started to play under Nugent. You know, he's on the touchline, he's directing the players, getting his messages across. You know, I, I, I do rate Mauro at the moment and I thought he was the key problem to us. So I've, I've kind of been one round, but, you know, we're not winning games. But I think it, it's a lot of it is down to individuals making costly mistakes, switching that, off at the prime that, moment. That is the main point. It's individuals making costly mistake so yeah. two long balls into the box yesterday should easily be defended by a central defender or who's, t- who's over six foot tall or a keeper who's commanding his box yeah. you've hit the nail on the head there you know two goals yesterday Not we haven't seen them but that's what we've heard yeah. at fault commentary a weak punch out from the keeper that could have been prevented you know it's just you look at every match and all the goals conceded and you just go last season we could wouldn't have conceded those could goals have and the players were concentrating so yeah yeah you know, concentration's got to be till the final whistle. You can't be switching off. Yeah. Um, you know, I also read on the message board about the abuse that's being aimed at Orient players. Unfortunately, you know, um, unfortunately for me, I used to be one that used to do that. But I've come to realise that they don't like losing. Uh, you know, and in fact, they hate losing. So abusing them doesn't really spur them on. You know, it have the sort of counterproductive effect on that. And right now, we need everyone behind the team, behind the club, and for everybody to be unified. You know, we're late in Orient. We stick together through good, bad, and indifferent times, and ultimately for the greater good of our beloved club. This this is a bad patch. We need to stick together and, and, yeah, and we'll, get get behind the boys and cheer them on. We'll get through it, as we always do. Like Absolutely. You said, you know, everyone's pulling in the same direction. So yesterday's defeat leaves us 21st in the league. Mm-hmm. Played 17, won three, drawn seven, lost seven, 16 points. Um, if we lose next week and Scunthorpe and Yeovil will both win, we will be bottom of the league. Which doesn't bear thinking about. No. So, so positives. This is from the last fortnight. Yeah, obviously, because we've been away. Um, players are starting to come back from injury now. We've got Vincelo back. We've got Mooney back. So long may the players return. Hopefully next week there'll be a few more who come back. Yeah. Um, second positive, Desena. Seemed like he played well yesterday. And he signed for us. And he signed for us, <laughs> which is great. And positive yesterday, Plasmati first goal. May it be the first of many Gian Vito. Yeah. Uh, negatives, we can't seem to defend. Uh, balls into the box or just generally. Just we can't generally, seem to yeah. see games out. Simpson and Bartley are injured again. Um, and just sort of morale just generally seems to be a, a very, very low point. Yeah, like you said, we've got a, everyone's got a pull in the same direction. If they're not playing together, then that's going to affect everyone at the club. So, you know, everyone's disappointed. And, you know... There are reasons for that, but generally we have to stick together um, in times like this. So here of the week, um, we're Plural. actually going to give heroes of the week, and it's all the fans who went to that um, horrid ground yesterday yeah. and sat there Prince. while it was absolutely peeing down on them. So if you were one of the fans who went yesterday, a massive congrats to you. You are our heroes of the week. Yeah. And the reports that some players and Mauro didn't clap the fans and if that's true, that's, I would say, disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. should always do that, irrespective. Dean Cox was one of them, and he's been on Twitter to say that. Um, 
So next Saturday, we've got Crew at home. They've played 17. They've won four, drawn three, lost 10. They're on 15 points. So a massive game for the O's. We've got to win that. That's a game we need to massively, massively win. Um, if you're going, as normal, sing up for the boys. We'll be out before the game uh, next week to get your view from the street. So if you see a, a lanky guy in a red orient top or a handsome bearded fella next to him with their iPhones out, come say hello. That'll be us trying to get your yeah, view from you the street. if you want to get your point on, please do. Come up and see us, say hello, um, if you've got something to say, because, you know, we go around people asking them yeah. and not everyone feels confident too. So just literally 10, second, ten seconds of your thoughts of, of what's gone on. Of all or things what, of, of the yeah. week. Yeah, just or, anything. And if you go over 10 seconds, you get cut off. You get cut off. people found out two, like two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. <laughs> that was funny. Um, um, so, yeah, so we'll yeah. be there. And as always, we'll be asking you as well before the match to tweet your seat. Um, and, yeah, so thank you for listening. It's been a, a long fortnight and we're sorry we missed last week. But happy Absolutely. to be back. Back on. And as always, from me and Paul, have a good week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks very much. Up the O's, keep calm and listen to Orient Outlook. In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy